there's a bad habit I see in myself as well as the broader culture, particularly in the social media space. And this habit is this gnarly inclination to presume to understand. We presume to understand people. We presume to understand people's situations and we presume to understand their perspective. And this rides quietly and under the radar. And really what it is, is it's judgment, but it's not knowledgeable in some cases. And so today we're gonna to be talking about healthy communication. This is one of two episodes where we're gonna be dealing with the topic and we're gonna be focused on the truth that there is so much that you and I don't know. Man, I can hardly wait to get into the contents of today's episode. I mean, I don't even know where to start, but I guess I'll start with a scripture here in the book of John, chapter 8, verse 8. Uh, I'm going to be reading verse 8, 9, 10, and 11. I'm going to try do it, try and do it quickly, uh, but this is going to kind of be a launching pad for our discussion about healthy communication and us really not knowing. Uh, verse 8 says, and again, he stooped down, talking about Jesus, and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And this is after Jesus had told a group of them, he who was without sin cast the first stone. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? Question mark. Verse 11 says, she said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee go and sin no more. So again, we're going to be focusing on the not knowing part. And I want you all to see here that Jesus in this scripture text, if you want to, if you want to pause this podcast for a little while, just to look through the preceding verses and the ones that come after Jesus is writing in the sand. He's minding his business. A group of Pharisees come up to him and say, they say, Hey master, we just found this woman who was taken in the act of adultery. I want you to understand and I want you to see here, pay close attention to the fact that Jesus is writing in the ground. He is writing on the ground. He is not sitting there super engaged like, oh, my gosh, really tell me more. He's not saying, oh, my goodness, really? How could you? What were you thinking? There is not a whole lot of judgment being passed either from Jesus to the Pharisees or from Jesus to the woman. He's really just listening. He is listening to what they're saying. So the first thing we must do if we're going to be healthy communicators and if we're going to approach this with the humility of I don't know is we have to listen. The Bible says that we need to be swift to hear and slow to speak. Let me tell you something, my brothers and sisters, if you don't ever want to listen, then you don't really want to know. If you don't care to listen, then you don't care to know. And we'll get to that in just one second. But the first point is we have to listen. Why do we have to listen? Because there is a world of information out there that we are not privy to. There are mental contours and ways of reasoning that people have adopted that is not within our universe of conception. We don't even see things the way they see things. And so we will never get a peek through the window at that if we never listen. 
And if we never listen, then we'll never know. And if we never know, then surely we will never understand. And in all that we get, we should be getting an understanding. So the first thing we need to do is listen. The second thing is we can and should reserve judgment. Oh, my goodness. This is the most important thing. You can reserve your judgment. I was talking to a friend one time and she was asking me like, hey, Carl, what do you think about, you know, this or that thing? It was a real world thing that had happened. And she was like, well, what do you think about it? Good or bad, right or wrong? Like, what's your take? And I was like, well, I don't really know. You know, I just I I mean, I wish I could tell you, but I don't know. And she like, yeah, of course, you know, you don't know. Nobody really knows, knows. But like, what do you think, though? And I was like, well, I haven't thought that far because my knowledge doesn't go that far. So my judgment can't go that far. And I didn't say it, you know, so cleanly, but that's essentially what I was saying. I cannot put my judgment where my knowledge has not gone. And she accepted it and we moved on. But I feel like it was kind of a novelty for her at that moment. And if in case that's a novelty for you, I want you to really, really remember that you do not have to pass judgment. And you might say, well, you know, it just hit me a certain way, though. And I just I felt a ping. So I've already passed judgment. No, 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 no. The devil is a liar. Just because you feel a certain way doesn't mean you cannot discipline your mind to refrain from that edge and that disaster and that abyss. Because if you don't know, don't go. (laughs) Don't go there mentally. Don't go there with your words. Don't go there with your attitude. If you don't know enough about a person, don't start acting like they crazy and they in a in a evil because somebody told you that. No. Your knowledge has not brought you to a place where you are cleared for that kind of behavior. If you don't know, don't go. You can reserve your ju- don't let people make you think that you're supposed to have an answer for everybody else and what they doing. And this is where you know, this black upbringing come in handy. You got to mind your business. That's not my business, what they doing now. That's a whole nother topic. You know, the, the pros and cons of the mind your business attitude, but this is the pro right here. It's not your business. So you don't know, and you're not expected to know because it's not your business and you don't have to go there. You do not have to go there. You can reserve judgment. You can say, I'm going to listen. And after listening, you might say, well, you know what? I still don't know. I want I want you to understand that Jesus knew, but he still listened. Lord, have mercy. He knew and he still listened. And he said, you know what? I'm not going to pass judgment. I'm not. I'm they don't condemn you. Neither do I. His righteousness exceeded theirs, of course. His knowledge far exceeded them. But he said, I'm not I'm not going there. I'm just going to tell you to go. And sin no more. And that is something not only can we do, we should definitely do because the servant is not greater than his Lord. So second, let's talk about caring. A few seconds ago, I said that if you do not care to listen, then you don't care to know. And before you start making a judgment about that, I want you to hold your judgment for a second, because some of you might already be thinking, oh, man, that's not good. If you don't care, you know, that's not good. But I want you to pause one second and I want you to I want to invite you to a gray area (laughs) called humanity. And 
bear with me for a second. This is this is what this is what human capacity is. If I open up the page of any paper, if you know people still read papers, but if you go online or read any paper, New York Times, Washington Post, NBC, ABC, whatever your source of news is, if you look throughout the website, if you turn throughout the pages, you will see that at any moment there are any number of innumerable tragedies happening in your world at the same time. Someone is being mugged across the street. Someone is being robbed in another state. People are without clean drinking water in third world countries. People are suffering from malnutrition in third world countries and in first world countries, including your local neighborhood. There are people suffering from malnutrition. There are people who have had any number of tragedies that I can't even enumerate right now because then I'd have to slap an explicit warning on this podcast episode. So I want you to understand that at every moment of every day, someone is experiencing some kind of tragedy. As the song says, tragedies are commonplace. And so I invite you to understand and to just let's tell the truth for a minute. You do not have the capacity to be sad for all these people all the time. As a matter of fact, if you tried, you would experience a kind of emotional fatigue where the news would just become so overbearing that you would start to not care and you would be desensitized because there's just too much of it. And now your brain is going to start to do what humans do. You're going to start to adapt to the tragedy. And now the tragedy is going to become commonplace, not just in name, but in feeling. And now when someone is kidnapped or when someone is murdered or anything like that, you're going to be like, well, this is just life. It is what it is. I don't know what you're crying about. That's what would happen if you tried to care about all these things all the time. And so I want to give you permission today. Really, I, I can't give you permission. You have to give yourself permission to understand that you can't care for every single situation all the time. And that extends to beliefs, that extends to ideologies, that extends to unpopular opinions, that extends to the arguments on Facebook that some of us be having. We got to understand it's not my job to care for everybody's statement and for everyone's stance. That's number one. And you might think, oh, I wish I could, though. I wish I could care about everybody to the point. If I ever caught them saying a bad word, if I ever caught them saying a word that was off as far as, you know, morality and, you know, biblical righteousness, I would just be able to correct them in love. That would be nice. But you don't have the capacity to do that. You are not omnipotent. You're not omniscient. You do not have the capacity to go there. And so there are some things you have to say. I can't go there with you. Because I got too many other things on my plate. And here's where I'm getting at, my brothers and sisters. If you keep doing it as if you care, here's where the presumption comes in. Now you are fooling yourself into thinking that you care. I'm writing this because I care. I'm correcting her or him because I care. I'm going to go on Facebook and write a, sublim a subliminal status about this person really because I care. I'm going to go on a rant on Facebook Live because I just care so much. That's a presumption. Now here's the benefit of that. It crystallizes this truth. And I want you to pay attention to this as well. If you do not care about the person don't engage 
when we are communicating, healthy communication is actually with a person. Now, there are some there are some forms of communication where it's really we we talk an argument here, like what's your argument? And I don't mean like fist fighting argument or word, you know, volcano argument. We're going to talk about that in another episode because I think people really look at that wrong. But we're talking about debate argument. We're talking about dialectic. We're talking about coming to an understanding. Those types of communication episodes, those are a lot more about ideas. And I get that. But no matter what the context of communication is, you're always speaking to another person. And this is why you can't fool anyone when you don't care, because it comes off like you don't care. I don't agree with homosexuality as a lifestyle but when i am talking to a homosexual i am actually not talking to the lgbtq community i am talking to a person who happens to be a part of that community but if i am talking to them like i am talking to the community or the institution or the political wing then i am already going to miss my god ordained moment to sprinkle a little a little love on this human soul and it is the same for literally everything when you talk to an atheist you're not talking to you know richard dawkins and his four horsemen you're not talking you're not i mean unless you're talking literally to richard dawkins that's another story but you're not talking to the worldwide atheist institute you're not talking to the world view of atheism you are talking to a human being with a human heart who understands things at a human level. And if you start talking at his ideology, then you're missing an opportunity to talk to him or to her. And if you don't care about him or her, I want you ooh, pay attention to this. If you don't care about him or her, it would be better that you just said that. It, it really, really would be better if you just said to yourself you ain't got to say it to them like this but just tell yourself you know what I don't have the capacity to care about you right now I don't know you enough I'm not engaged enough in this I don't want to take the time to get to know you and so I can't participate in this debate argument conversation so have a nice day you can do that it's better to be honest and say, I don't want to. Because what the alternative is, is presumption. And it is worse than the truth, which is I, I just I'm not trying to go there with you. Lord, help me. Maybe maybe, maybe you'll get there if you, if you say I'm sure you'll get there if you mean it. When you say, Lord, help me to get there. I'm sure you will. Don't play no games. Hey, listen, I, I just. I don't care right now. I don't care like that. And so I got to I got to keep it moving. So when you're speaking to a person. Talk to the person. That's what healthy communication looks like. A few beautiful things start to happen when you decide and you make a commitment to not engage people who you don't care about. Now, I want you to understand when I say do not care about. I am not saying that you cannot care about everybody. I'm not saying that you can't love everybody. I am distinctly dealing with the truth of the matter that when you don't know people, there is a tendency in our culture. There is an inclination we have as humans 
to go on and push forward anyway with what we got to say and what's on our agenda. So speaking to that point, when you start to understand and when you start to make the commitment to not engage people you don't care about, a few things happen. Number one, you start to realize the importance of loving everyone. You start to realize how important it is to actually care for people, regardless of their stance, their ideology or their particular bin. And this is a part of what's missing in a lot of our culture, especially the social media space. We feel as though we do not have to undergo anything. We don't we don't have to pay any price for engaging certain people on certain matters. But the truth is you have to count up the cost because it costs something for you to engage people, especially on certain very central topics, central to their identity, central to their experience, central to who they are. You can't just walk in admission free. This is uncharitable to say that regardless of who you are, regardless of what you do, regardless of what you've been through, you're going to hear what I am prepared to tell you and everyone who thinks like you is going to hear it because I want to say it. That is fundamentally selfish because in order to be edifying in your speech, which is something the Bible tells us to do with our speech, we have to know how we can be relevant, how it applies to your particular situation, how we might be more effective in our presentation. But if I don't care about any of that stuff, then I need to understand maybe I don't need to say what I think should be said. I am not the person to say it because if I don't care enough about you, then I don't need to care enough about my agenda to say anything to you. I can just pray and the Lord can send someone in your life to do what I was thinking about doing and they'll be more effective because they have paid the price to know you. Jesus said of his disciples, these are the ones who have continued with me in my temptations. There is something about spending time with people and knowing people. This is why you can talk to your friends in ways that other people can't talk to them because you have been through something with them. And let me just say this. If all your relationships are very light and very easy and you've never had to put up with anything, you know, engage people and argue with people and be frustrated with people. If you've never had that in any of your relationships, then you do not have deep relationships and you're missing out because that's what it comes down to. Another thing that happens beside us understanding I need to I need to love people is we get quiet when we decide to disengage. It leaves us room to what do you know, learn and read and listen because I'm not talking. So because I'm not talking, I have time now to listen and maybe I won't. But at least I'm not wasting anyone's time with my breath because not only am I being selfish, they're not hearing me. And what it produces is division. It produces an effect where people just kind of close ranks because now if I offer my enemy something, they are going to assume it's a it's a it's an attack. It's only when it's from a friend that I can lower my guard and say, well, maybe this isn't an attack. And this is why we have what we have in Washington, D.C., 
This is what we this is why we have what we have, you know, between different communities online, because I perceive things to be an attack from people who have had time to get to know me, who have not gotten to know me, but have been relentless in telling me about myself and why I'm wrong and why I'm horrible and why they're right. Friends don't do that. So this is why we ought to speak to the person. It costs something, but it's worth it. And if it's not worth it, don't add to the fire. Withdraw and let the Lord work and somebody else will come and do what you thought you were the person to do or what you could have said. There are other people to say it. In closing, let me give you a last bit of advice or last two bits of advice. The first being, and this is going to be empirical evidence to arm us to remain humble and remain with the attitude that I don't know, really. For all that I think that I know, for all that it seems, I don't really know. The first thing is you want to always understand that human beings are the most complex and complicated organisms on this planet. There's nothing so different from day to day than some human beings and most human beings when you take the long view. Trees have behaved in the way they were behaving 10,000 years ago, and they will 10,000 years from now in general, and global warming will you know, prove me wrong a bit, but in general, they will be behaving as they have for all time. The animals are going to continue to seek shelter and food and copulation. <laughs> it is only human beings that invent new ways to torture themselves and new ways to accentuate their own miseries. It is only human beings that are constantly reaching forward, but also constantly looking back. <laughs> we are so complicated and complex and the sin nature only serves to complicate it more. Not only are we complicated in the static sense that we are body, mind, soul, and spirit, but these things are dynamic. They are ever-changing. A human being is the creature that in the morning they will love you, and by early noon they will resent you, and they will feel all different ways about you because I had remembered something you did to me. And something you did to me reminded me of something else someone else did to me. And now not only am I newly agitated with that person who did it to me, but I am conferring all these emotions upon you because you reminded me of them. <laughs> this is how human beings behave, unfortunately. And this is not some, oh my goodness, this is just like a new thing. You know, we've never really acted like this before. No, this has kind of been our thing as far as, mutability is concerned we are always changing and here's where the humility comes in if i am changing in this way why should i approach any other man or woman with the assumption that they are not likewise complicated this is why you have to learn yourself because learning yourself will cultivate an emotional and intellectual maturity in you where you will understand that it is no light thing to approach a person because when you approach a person, you are approaching a whole set of beliefs. You're approaching a worldview, but you're also approaching a soul. You're approaching a set of experiences. 
you're approaching trauma, you're approaching joy and gladness. And it is not one thing or the other. It is everything. And it is so deep and wide that you cannot approach it lightly and say, well, I just know what there is to know about you because you identify with this group of people. Because Republicans act like this and they think like this and this is what they want. And Democrats act like this and they talk like this and this is what they want. And in the general sense, you can categorize that. We have to do that in the broad sense if you're on TV talking about the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. But when you approach a person, do not reduce them to their ideologies because it's hard to care when you say, Lord, help me to care about them, he's going to help you to care about them and not their political affiliation, not their sexual orientation. This is where we care about people. Last thing, and this is super important. The blessings and the wonder and the splendor of knowing and experiencing the different and the diverse and the ethereal and the exotic that is reserved for people who reserve judgment. The magic is for those who will stop and pause and experience rather than to halt and judge. Because let me tell you something, it will not hit you, the wonderful and the beautiful and the fantastic. It will not hit you as the wonderful when you first see it. Because the fantastic is far-fetched and the wonderful and the exotic is not to be believed. It will hit you as quirky and it will hit you as odd first. And see, that's not the problem. The problem is that you don't give it time. Because if you judge it, you miss it. But let it be odd and continue. Let it be quirky and investigate. And you will find on the other side of that investigation that it is all you ever knew you wanted or it is all that you never knew you wanted. And now your life has been changed. The way you perceive things has changed. You have been enriched and in your territory has been enlarged because you have opened up your mind and your heart to something that was not native to you. The people who judge, the people who will not be humble, they cannot be enlarged. They cannot be made richer because they only accept what is already known, what is homogenous, what is native, and they are therefore never changed. They never metamorphosize into something more beautiful. They never change because I don't accept change. I mean, there is a natural change that will occur either way, but the beautiful is repelled the wonderful resists and this is why even god says i resist the proud so we have to become humble with people and we will see on the other side of that humility it is not just good in and of itself because surely it is we will see that we are blessed in ways that perhaps we never thought we could be blessed in You've been listening to Sundry Thoughts Podcast with your host, Carl. As always, it's been my pleasure to bring you my thoughts. This podcast episode in particular, let me tell you, it's hard for me to overstate how much of a joy it has been to talk on this. 
I recorded this episode really in record time. That's how fun it was. Uh, that's how much it was on my heart. And listen, I want to hear your thoughts on this because in addition to speaking, we want to listen and we really want to do more listening than speaking. So join us on Facebook. I want to challenge any and all of you to write us a line on our Facebook page. That's Sundry Thoughts Podcast. You can search that in the Facebook search bar. You can also do the same on Instagram. I want you to write me a comment, write us a comment, share us your thoughts, your ideas, tell us what you liked. And we're going to be benefited by hearing and being exposed to so many new, wonderful, diverse thoughts. I want you to have an excellent day and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.